Anime Pulse episode 588. Hello and welcome back to a seasonal winter 2019 preview show of Anime Pulse. This time we're bringing you some new lineup of what's hitting us hard in the winter season of 2019. What's getting us started? Mm. What's fresh? What's hot? And what's cold? Mm. Yes. Neat. Uh, but uh, before so cool. we get to talking about what is coming up uh, in the anime world, let's talk about a bit what's going on with our own lives. And I guess that gets started for me here. So, honestly, not much has been going on. Kind of just, you know, back to work. Just the usual. Um, I did a little bit of extra cleaning because it's a new year. I washed all my pillows and cleaned up my room a little bit. Stuff that I had put off for a week now. Um, Mm -hmm. I have participated in the most recent Fire Emblem poll voting thing, Uh, which I am disappointed in the end result of. (laughs) I know you would be, because now I know which character you liked from that whole lot. Um, And She she got very far, though. Yeah, she made it right up to the last part, so it was, uh, if you didn't pay attention to Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, they had their uh, semi, I guess, monthly or monthly voting poll thingamabobber yep. event. It was last year's New Year's characters versus this year's New Year's characters. Exactly. Basically. And uh, who made it to the finals but Guntra, my, of yep. course, my favorite female character from this and uh, from this voting session, who I was following all the way through against mm-hmm. uh, Azura? Azura? Oh, yeah, it's Azura. Yeah, yeah, Azura, yeah, yeah. right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah Zura's New Year form with her spanking paddle. Yep. And, uh, well, Azura came in and swept under the rug of Guntra right at the last second because they did one of those bullshit things that Fire Emblem does where it's like, oh, she's losing times 10,000 voting. One vote counts yeah. as 5 million for her. It's it's never good because like the the last um the last few hours you actually can do it. That's when the the points are boosted a lot, and it's usually something stupid like four o'clock or three o'clock at the night where I am when the, when it's the last hours. So there's no way I'm up when the actual big multipliers are happening. In fact, the time where I contributed the most to these polls was when I was in um uh, when I was in Hong Kong. A voting gauntlet was on, and because of the time difference, I was actually on at the last minute, so I could actually get so many points in favor of the one I was voting for. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just just a little disappointing that that happened. Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's not like you don't like Azura either, you know? No, no, it's not like I don't like her, but I definitely didn't didn't like the end result there. Uh, What I do like, however, (laughs) is that I decided just for shits and giggles to, you know, because I was doing a couple of matches here and there, I actually got my uh, hands on that New Year's... um, I guess you could call her like a poverty character, the uh, free poverty silver Lejorn that they handed oh, out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's and I was like so happy that I got something of her that I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make her gold. And so I turned her gold. 
Mm. If you got far enough in the Tempest Trials, you actually get a free gold one as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, whenever a Tempest Trial comes up, uh, check it out. There's like a point threshold where you get a free one of her that's silver. And then if you get enough points above it, you actually get another free one that's gold. So keep that in mind in the future, I suppose. I see. If you want to get a free one, yeah. Well, it also uh, it kept my interest as well because a new banner came out and it has a... Uh, can you yeah. guess what new character that showed up in a banner that I'm interested <laughs> in? Which one do you think it is? I it's the I don't even know her name. It's the the, the tanned one. Am I am I correct? It's the tanned one with one eye covered. I yeah, think? it's the cat girl. Yeah, it's the cat girl. It's yeah. They're all they're all animal transforming people. Yeah, because like one of them's like an angel looking chick and uh, yeah, and there's just this cat girl and she's super muscular and it's like time for snoo snoo. Yeah, uh, she's. Oh my god, that gif, Zaldero, Jesus. Um, yeah, pretty much that kind of character, actually. So she's more of a warrior type. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So are you? You're aiming to get her? I'd like to get her. Uh, so I'm gonna save up some orbs again, see if I can't get her. But I'm not gonna spend any money on the game. I've already told the Fire Emblem creators out there that are listening to our shows all the time. That uh, mm-hmm. if they want me to come back to Fire Emblem and spend any money legit on it, they have to at least make the game with Japanese language and English English uh, text. Not that hard. I mean, mm-hmm. if I can hack the game to do that, obviously it's not that difficult to just put it in officially. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, they've done it for their official game, so, you know. Yeah, they've, they've done it in there. the past, but... <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like, in their most, not their most recent Fire Emblem uh, that they did, but, like, in, oh, in, uh, in, shit. Is that Awakening? Not Awakening. Awakening still had Japanese voice language options. In hmm. um, Fates, they got rid of the Fates. Japanese voice language options entirely. Right. So you couldn't um, even choose a language. Maybe it's just a safe space. I don't know why. Actually, I was going to say the safe space, perhaps. Because there's maybe a lot of voice clips in there, but I don't know. I, I have no idea. I think it's lazy on their part because they're like, no one buys a game because it's, you know, a JRPG. They buy it because it's a good RPG. Now uh, you're forgetting mm. the J there, man. The J is why I buy your mm. games. Well, intelligent systems seem to be the kind of developers that do listen uh, sometimes when it comes to tweets. So I guess if enough people tweeted out that they wanted it to have both languages, I mean, in in, uh, in heroes, they they probably would actually end up adding it because they do seem to have, keep an eye on their social medias. So hmm. I don't know if enough people mention it, it might happen. Possibly, possibly. I mean, I've seen it like a lot of it mentioned before. Some people say they don't do it because of licensing issues and. Oh, some people say it's because oh, yeah. there is a file size limit, but honestly, if you just mm-hmm. like make it so that if I choose the option to have Japanese language with English titles, all you need to do is download the Japanese language and throw on the English titles. You don't need both languages on the thing. I mean, when I change right. the language in it anyways, it downloads the new language onto the thing and it erases the old one. So it's not like yeah. it's that big mm-hmm. a deal. Yeah. Doable. Definitely doable. Um, but yeah, might not be in the top of their priorities, but we'll see. We will see. Until then, I am still playing uh, Fire Emblem uh, 
or Fire Emblem. I'm still playing uh, Fate Grand Order, which uh, uh-huh. actually put out a uh, a bit of news recently that uh, it revealed that 20.6% of the uh, of its player base spent over $1,837 on microtransactions in 2018 on the game. That is no small sum. And that the largest amount of money spent by one person on the game okay. was 10 million right. yen, 900 or $91,831 in one year. Oh, no. Well, they must have been really rich to do that, I suppose. I if suppose. I think I know who that person is, too, because they've, uh, they've done interviews with the guy before who just kind of doesn't oh, yeah. do anything except lay around playing this game all day long right. and just streams himself playing okay. it. Wow. Yeah. Well, man, I wonder where he got the money. Jesus. And, and in fact, uh, 20.9% said that they spent over 50,000 yen or $459 trying to get a single character, just like a wow. single character, which um, was the, uh, in Japan was the uh, Sketchat Sakori uh, version of her, uh-huh. followed up by BB in her swimsuit form. However, huh? <laughs> among those who responded, many of them actually didn't even get her, their character that they spent the money on. Hmm. Oh, wow. I mean, you're not playing the odds, I suppose. I mean, yeah. the odds are pretty low. You spend, like, close to $500 that. and don't get the character? Yikes. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it you that said, though, that if you pay 1000 they give you a character for free anyway? Well, what happens is if you pay a certain amount of money, you start getting a lot of repeats. So you'll uh-huh. get a lot of these uh, repeat gold characters, these five-star characters. Now, if you get... Yep. Over five repeat gold characters, which is difficult to do on its own already, you earn Mm -hmm. uh, unique summoning items that allow you to, once you get ten of them, summon a five-star gold character of your choosing. So, do the math about it. You first have to beat the odds and get the five-star gold character. You have to get five copies of that unique that single character out of all the other five star gold characters out there <laughs> then oh, no. yeah. you have to get five ten copies of her additional or ten copies of that five star gold character over the five copies i already have then you can get the five star gold character of your choosing Okay, so it isn't just a simply just pay this much and we'll give you it. You actually have to jump for a few hoops too. Oh yeah, oh, it, it's not that it's not that easy. And even then, even if you get that five star gold character that you choose through the special summoning, let's say you you mm-hmm. want the NP as well, you want to increase their uh, their noble phantasm, you're gonna need another five copies of that character. And if you're not getting her <sighs> or that character in your random draws. You're going to have to spend another 10, another 20, another 30, 40, 50 just to get that character. So I imagine that's probably what that guy did was just doing Jesus. this. And he's not just a whale. This guy's like a fucking, he's like a megalodon or something. Fucking, yeah, it's, I don't know what you call it. Well, I guess you could call everyone else as just general, like, regular whales. And he's the blue whale. He's like the largest fucking one. <laughs> yeah. God. 
So, uh, and yeah, they're even crazy. predicting that they're going to have, uh, have even higher numbers this year. So, oof. Well, you want to have higher predictions for your investors, so, you know. I'm guessing it's because um, North America is going to start seeing a lot of those characters that hit Japan that made all the Japanese people spend, or Japanese players spend that much mm-hmm. money. Yeah, yeah, I get you. You know, and we're we're big dumb North Americans. We got lots of money to spend, and we're gonna spend it all on video games, microtransactions. Here we come! Yeehaw! <laughs> I look forward to you guys all proving them wrong. I, oh, who am I kidding? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even I won't be able to prove them wrong. I'll I'll have yeah. characters out there that I'll want to spend money on, but for now, I'm pretty satisfied. I got my Quetzalcoatl waifu fully leveled mm-hmm. up, and I also got my. Uh, Gorgon, with her gigantic tracts of land. Got snake hair? She, she does have snake hair. snake hair. She has uh, her hair, yeah. like, forms in little snakes and stuff, but uh, she's mm. super, super adorable as well. I'm almost about to get her to her final ascension, so I'm pretty excited. I just need to get some claws of K- or chaos claws, and bada bing, bada boom, final ascension in there. Mm-hmm. I'm not lonely. Very good. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's all right, man. It's all right. You're friends. It's okay. Yep. It's a space you can you can you can bend. Oh, and uh, before I go and let you start on what you're going with, I just want to say that uh, I'm currently partaking of some. Uh, uh, I went out and bought oh. some liquor, and yeah. uh, I bought myself some tuku cucumber sake. So nice. uh, we got yeah. we got this. Mm, you can smell the the hints of cucumber in it, and mm, very very light on the tongue, very much like the sake, and it has that like like melony cucumber taste to it at the start, and then definitely like the sake going down the back. So not bad, not sweet, not sweet, but not bad. So mm, that sounds good. Yep. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm actually going completely dry today. Uh, in, well, okay, I'm drinking, but I'm not drinking any alcohol. I, mean. I was actually completely dry the last couple of episodes, so we'll see how I do with this uh, this quarter mm. glass of sake. Yeah, I'm trying to be a good boy, and also it's thematic. I'm drinking green tea because you know we're talking about Japanese stuff. Of course. <laughs> so what else has been going on with you? Uh, a lot of things, you know. There's been renovations, things are busy with work, contracts to read through, and just you know. But it's all kind of like. If there was anything interesting, I'd go into it in, de- in, in detail, but I think I could probably just skip over it. Just say, been busy. I'm sure you all been busy too, but um, yeah, I don't really want, don't really have any details. It's not that really I don't want to, it's like I think it would bore people to death. So uh, yeah, work is work and house is house and uh, things are moving forward. Um, I'll be booking holidays though soon, so yay! But yeah, that's about it. Um, I'm going to go on to community stuff. We got like one comment on the website. And it's by Margie B on, um, what was it, episode 586. He says, Andrew, I think you're the only person who mains Mario in Smash. I mostly like main Ike, I, uh, but I pick Cloud when I really want to win because he's OP as fuck. Yeah, I don't know how this all balances out on the new game, Smash, uh, Smash Ultimate. You know, the tier listings change here and there, depending on which one you're in. For instance, Mario wasn't anywhere near as good as, let's say, Luigi was in Brawl, but then it swapped around in S- Smash 4. Uh, I've kind of always mained Mario. I mean, think about when the roster has been... was only like about 8, 10 characters total. Um, 
Mario's a really easy character to pick up. He's kind of like the Ryu of the Smash Bros. games. He's got a bit of all the principles that you'd expect with characters. He's got one weird move. He's got one projectile, you know, very basic to pick up, but fun to kind of master sort of character. Um, so it's been one of those things where I've kind of picked him up and he just kind of comes the most natural with me. I do love his air game and his jumping, uh, but I do also do kind of like, I'm one of those guys who plays like, I do have a main, but I play loads of characters in Smash because yeah, I mean, how could you not when there's just so many to choose from? And yeah, I do agree. I enjoyed like Ike as well, but he eventually, like, he gets a bit too predictable when a, pl- a player knows everything he can do and there isn't too much that Ike can do. So I know what you mean by picking Cloud when he wants to win because he's a lot more like a, a powerful Ike that's actually fast and got utility. But anyway, not to geek out about Smash Brothers. I still haven't unlocked a lot of characters yet. Um, so I haven't got to try a lot of the new ones quite so far. But today I got Ridley, so that's kind of cool. Mm. Um, do you know anything about Smash? Uh, Joseph, you want to chime in? I know that in Smash, apparently, Palatina's panties are visible. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Um, from what I remember, usually they're, like, in Nintendo games, they tend to be a black void, but... Yeah, that was uh, that something like a... that was revealed. Yeah. Like, they showed that in Peach's character model, there is that black void yeah. if you try to do, like, the camera pan with the upskirt on her. But with Palatina, mm-hmm. she has panties that are very visible. In the newest one, or just in both of them? Was in like the most thing? recent Smash, so... Oh, yeah. okay, so an ultimate, okay. And well, she's wearing <laughs> some, like, classy underwear under there, too. It's not like, you know, granny panties or something like that, not like whitey tidies. <laughs> it's just, I think it's like a red lacy thing. And it's like, oh, oh, Japan, you naughty boy. Ah, they got that. It's weird that that's in a Nintendo game that got through in Nintendo. Interesting, because I mean, this is the same game series where originally, uh, in one of the games, they planned on having possible battle damage for characters, like you know, like their clothing and stuff would take damage as they got higher percentage and they'd look more beat up. But Nintendo didn't want to have the like the females' characters' clothing getting damaged and stuff and like revealing anything. So of course they opted against it. So it's very interesting that they didn't just go with the black void for Palutena as well. That's really interesting, honestly, for Nintendo. But yeah, yeah, uh, that's all for the comments, I believe. So we can move on to the forums. Just one quick thing I want to mention. Oh, actually, yeah, because um, the input for some of them is, is quite a low amount of replies so far. Um, I just want to quickly report that, um, was it, Margie B did mention a few last very best anime that he forgot to mention at one point. He said Hinamatsuri, I think. Overlord, Juni Tyson, Attack on Titan 3, Golden Kamui, Steins Gate Zero, Bunny Girl, the anime with the guy with the pink hair, and the slime anime, and the wotaku. So just, just just use that as recommendations from my GB for anime from last year. Now moving on to the actual comments I'm supposed to read out today. Um, it, the results are now in, I think. We can now count it. You know, we had a big war going on last week between waffles and pancakes, and it turns out... Drumroll, please. Uh, pancakes actually won out. Damn it. Four votes against two. Yeah. Wait, were you on team pancakes? or You voted pancakes, right? No, it was team waffle, man. Were you team waffle? Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, 67% of people who voted agreed that pancakes are better than waffles. It's like you can just, oh. you can get the butter and you can just like, with a pancake, you put the butter on top, slides right off. Put the butter on top of waffle, it melts into those little nooks and crannies and stays there. You take the syrup, you pour that over the waffle, stays in it. You pour it over the pancake, it goes everywhere. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. 
Um, also, pancakes get soggy really quick. Like, you got to eat those things. And you got to continually pour more butter and more syrup on every single of, layer. Kind of the sogginess might be a good thing, though, because it's absorbing the, the syrup and the... Yeah, but too Poppins, soggy. Right? It's like cereal that gets soggy. It's like, oh, I love oh, Captain right, Crunch. Yeah. And then you eat Captain Crunch well, soggy, yeah. and it's like, ugh. Mm. Yeah, we get we got kindly... We kind of partially got into that as well last week. We were mentioning, like, you know... Even whether or not I think pancakes are better or not, they are easier to fuck up. Like, it's... The percentage rate of good waffles to bad waffles is usually pretty high, but pancakes, depending on who's doing it... it Also, the first batch is always, like, not as good as, like, the last batch. True. Uh, I'll definitely... And I've said that that's probably just because, like, you have a waffle maker, so you're just pouring the batter right in the thing, closing it, letting it do its thing. With pancakes, there's only one way to make a pancake. I mean, yeah, Yeah. there are pancake makers out there where you kind of do the same thing, but most of the time you're just pouring the stuff into a skillet and cooking it up. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... It's like consistency. If if you're going for consistency, then yeah, sure, waffles all the way, I guess. And that... if this was the vote, it would be consistency goes to waffle. But I like pancakes the way that, as the same, similar to the justification as to why I still keep on watching Moe shows. Because sometimes you find that one, that minority amount that is actually good. And then the rest of it's usually just get trash. But anyway, uh, the rest of the actual topic was the crowdsourcing one from 2019. And it's only two quick comments here. Uh, one of them was from Margie B who says, hmm, new OP music perhaps? We... Do need to eventually get around to talking about that. And uh, Zelda just second him in the post afterwards. So that's the only suggestions we have so far going forward, at least with Anime Pulse, is um, they want a new OP. I th- well, I think a-, a bunch of other people have also voiced wanting another OP soon. So I guess we'll get around to that soon. <laughs> I'll-, I'll gather around everything that people have sent in so far and we'll maybe go over it. Do you want to do it next week? Or when do you think would be best, Joseph? You can you can do it either or. Okay, right. So I'll gather a few of what was sent so far, and we'll have like a netting process. Um, I'll also have a browse as well. If anybody has any more, um, send them through. I suppose to me, Joseph. Uh, post them on the forums. Do whatever. <laughs> so yeah, and that brings us to our most recent topic, which is just uh, it's quite simply we are starting a new anime season. Gonna be writing previews, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, what stuff looks good to people, basically? Uh, what do they plan on watching? If you have watched any of them so far, maybe you can say what you think of it already. You know. So we only have, I think, one post here. It's by Zaldera, who says, "Out of the chart I've seen, virtual wa virtual sanwa miteru, because it could be a horrifically entertaining train wreck. Judging by the sneak peek trailer, I just watched for it. Which one is virtual sanwa miteru?" Let me just search the this list here. Do-do-do. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be probably bad. I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll probably check it out. I probably I don't think it'll give me enough material to write a preview on though. So I'll probably re- I'll probably preview it. No, I'll probably watch it and then just sum it up in the later episode. Uh, yeah, I think that is all the posts we have. I mean, I. Is this the topic that either of us should read the answer since we're going to actually do yeah, I mean, we're going to anyway, be answering but... it anyways because yeah. we'll be going over our preview or, or yeah. yeah, we'll be doing previews for the next few shows. So yeah, that is so our that answer. kind of answers the question. Yeah, that is our answer. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out, basically. Um, oh, Zaldera yes, said that they, uh, the one he was, uh, ta- or the one that was talked about was the one about virtual YouTubers. 
Yes, is they've got a collection of virtual YouTubers and making a, a CG-looking anime about it. The thing is, though, it's unlike the GIF he posted there, there is no Kizuna Ai, so they don't even have the most popular one. I don't recognize any of these virtual YouTubers here. <laughs> so, already sort of like, hmm, you probably should have gotten the most popular one as, like, your frontrunner one to try and help sell it. Apparently speaking she, of which, did you hear? is in the OP, um, though. Sorry? Apparently, according to Zell, she's in the OP. Or she does the OP, oh, so I guess she sings it. Oh. Oh, yeah, she does the theme song performance. Okay, yeah, so she sings the theme song. But the actual, like, not she's not listed as an actual character in the show, so I think she only does the opening. She only performs the theme song. Oh, well. Uh, but speaking of which, there's a slight update here. Did you hear about, like, um, you know how you mentioned about the virtual YouTuber concert thing being a real flop last week? Mm-hmm. Kizuna I did one, like a solo one, and apparently it went well. Oh. Just wanted a little update on that. Yeah, so... Well, good for her. <laughs> her solo one went well. <laughs> good good for this virtual character that doesn't exist. Yes. Um, But yeah, I think that's it for community stuff. No one else posts anything. No need to refresh the page, I take it. I mean, usually Rampant's the one that posts during show, and he's not actually here at the moment, so I think we're good to go forward. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so uh, do you want to move on? Yes. Industry news. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, my first piece of news here is uh, a little bit about. Uh, so we all know about that horrendous live-action Western Death Note adaptation that's being done over here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, uh, it seems that uh, Netflix may have made a little bit of an oopsie. That uh, Dutch news sources have revealed that the film used real footage of a train disaster that happened in Belgium in 2010, which killed 19 people and injured 310. The National Uh. Railway Company of Belgium claimed that Netflix had never asked for permission to use the footage. Quoted saying, This shows little respect for the victims and surviving relatives, or for the staff of the railway and the emergency services. We are deciding whether to take steps to deal with this matter, uh, said uh, Dimitri Terryman, spokesman for mm-hmm. the uh, the railway. Yep. It, uh, it seems that none of the families of the deceased or any of the survivors were notified beforehand. Uh, one of the survivors who was informed later said that the inclusion of the footage made her furious. Quoted saying, you'll just sit and watch a movie in the evening unsuspectingly, only to face the accident again. Yeah, that's honestly that's actually really bad. Uh, the thing is, is I've watched the film twice, and I actually know exactly which footage they're talking about as well, which train footage they're talking about. And yeah, it's it's there. It's quite prominently there. And you know, sure, it's also offensive footage to really show since actually real people did die in that, especially with the added context now because it's in a movie about a guy who's you know killing people with a notebook, implying that he killed the people in the train. Yeah. So it's even worse because it implies that your character's doing that. So, yeah. Uh, to yeah. play devil's advocate here, right? Um, I would definitely think that, like, that one survivor mm-hmm. who's coming out probably would never have known about this death note at all unless someone yeah. had told her. 
So yeah, probably not. Yeah, because I'm I mean, very, it's not a good movie. Yeah, I very much <laughs> suspect that like the Belgium, Dutch sources that found it in the beginning to begin with probably only did so because someone somewhere some anime fan pointed it out like hey that's weird oh is this like yeah. a train accent that's real look at this and and then they're like oh yeah it is hey can we sue can we get money yeah and it just um yeah possibly yeah it's, it's similar to like whenever like a celebrity scandal happens and then suddenly everybody kind of dogpiles on top to see if they can get something out of it yeah um yeah at the same time, it's like it's just kind of funny because it's like um, it's funny in the, the regards of Netflix because they have that super oversensitive sort of persona to them. Like, oh no, we're trying to be all like this, you know, and try not to cause any sort of outrage. But then they do something that's actually kind of well, pretty insensitive, actually. So it's yeah. funny that it's Netflix that did it. Indeed. Well, uh, yeah. So for better or for worse, this did happen, and. Uh... Who knows whether or not it may affect a uh, sequel that has been supposedly reported uh, being in the works currently. Yep, it's happening apparently. Um, I don't know if it will affect it, but yeah, I I'd be really sad if it did because I, not because I like it, but because you know, watching Death Note on Netflix is kind of like watching a train accident. You just can't take your eyes off it. <laughs> that was probably too edgy, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Anyways, any, uh, is that good? yeah, anything. Yep, <laughs> should I move on? Anything more uh, positive than that? I do, actually. This one's actually good. This one's actually a lot more positive. So, you guys probably know everybody who's been on the internet, unless you've been under a rock, you probably heard about Bowsette, which was like a meme thing that happened because what? of. What? Bowsette? Who's car- that? Is that some kind oh, of well, <laughs> weird character I've never heard of before? Yes. It's not Bowser's wife, believe it or not. It's actually a female Bowser, and by a female Bowser, it's basically Princess Peach cosplaying as Bowser because, uh, by use of a magic crown that, when put on, transforms you pretty much into a Peach clone. So, because of that, and a meme that was generated from a bit of fan art that was made a while back, uh, it exploded, and suddenly there's images of her everywhere, this character, this, this Bowsette character, and it didn't just stay with Bowser, they started putting this super crown or whatever it was called on other characters as well it didn't even have to be from the mario franchise nobody was safe basically <laughs> um but the original artist has tweeted out that uh, the guys at nico nico and pixiv were kind enough to actually award him a glass trophy um and it also arrived on the launch day of super mario bros uh, new super mario bros u deluxe which was very fitting as well so in the tweet enclosed is a bit of fan art i think it might be drawn by him as well it is drawn by him, uh, of B- Bowsette receiving the trophy, Toadette, like, looking kind of, like, eh, in the background, and also some photos of the trophy itself, so it's it's very nice, um, so, you, you know, it's cool to see someone get rewarded for, uh, their hard work and acknowledged, and, uh, yeah. You too can make the next big popular thing and receive a glass trophy from a website, <laughs> if that is your dream. But yeah, that's that. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, Nintendo mm-hmm. actually kind of uh, slapped down the whole Bowsette idea. I don't know if you heard about this. Oh yeah, she's not in that game, right? Well, no, no, not Despite that she's not in the game, but if you look at the uh, description mm-hmm. for the crown in the uh, right. Super Smash Brothers, because apparently it is an item or something that is in there. 
um, yeah. that it says right in the description that it is only only affects um, only affects Toadette, and it's like mm. sorry, Luigi. Oh, uh, apparently a lot of people are definitely like aha. So that's uh, Nintendo being like, yeah, stop it with the fan art, guys. Please don't loot our Bowser. Yeah. Yeah. But it's too late, Nintendo. You can't control it. Just let it happen. Let the Nintendo Bowsette wash over you. <laughs> let it. Yes. It gives you strong. It makes you stronger. Gives you strength. Oh, anyways. Oh, there's some nice cosplaying gifts that people are now posting now. <laughs> Lovely. So, yeah. They probably could actually, if they rode the hype for Bowser, they probably could have made a lot more money. Yeah, so. they they could have. They probably could have, like, banked on it, but Nintendo's like, no, we're family friendly. Bowser's too lewd. No, we won't do it. And it's like, Nintendo, Man, do you want to make money or not? Right, yeah. All you gotta do is basically make a skin for, make a skin for, like, uh, Bowser as a costume for Peach and even release it as DLC. I bet Everybody would pretty much buy it and use it, and you'll get a lot more uh, Peach mains in Smash Brothers. Just, just saying. Yeah. If you want to make a bit of easy money, I'm positive that like the theme creator behind her, the meme guy, he would more than be happy to see his Bowsette make her appearance in Super Smash Brothers. Oh yeah. Uh, well, anybody would be fucking thrilled to see their game, like, see their character appear in, like, fucking Smash. That's the biggest thing ever. Like, I bet those indie creators are really happy that Shovel Knight gets to be in it. Yeah, but apparently like, Minecraft my... Steve is gonna be in it as well. Oh, yeah? They, yeah, oh, like, okay. they announced, like, a lineup of the different characters. Minecraft Steve yeah. is gonna be in it, um, Shovel Knight's gonna be in it, and some of these other, like, I think they announced even more Fire Emblem characters are going to be in. It's like, what the fuck? How many goddamn Fire Emblem characters are in this game? Cut it out, Nintendo. That's Give less, us some yeah. different characters. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's I'm less of a problem with the Fire Emblem thing in itself. It's that so many of them just use swords. And Fire Emblem has characters that use lances, magic. I mean, they have Robin that at least uses um magic. But so many of the other characters just use swords mainly. So, you know, why not... Why not go really all out and have an actual cavalier, like somebody on a horse, as a playable character in Smash Brothers? <laughs> that would be something really different, you know? Yeah. I don't know how you'd make it work, but, you know. They're the designers here. They can do it. Somehow. 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 Anyways, uh, what, about, what about your next piece of news? Oh, my next piece of news here is also a little disheartening. So, the Trans-Pacific Partnership... I don't know if you ever heard of it. Well, they uh, recently reside, revised, sorry, revised the copyright laws in Japan. And uh, these laws now allow copyright breaches to be prosecuted without a complaint from the rights holder. Now, what does that mean? Well, previously, the rights holder would have been required to file a copyright breach before legal action could be taken against someone. So, for instance, for example, let's say... Uh, you have, you see a Nintendo character, Mario and Peach, you're like, I'm going to make a doujin of that. Mario fucks Peach, it's great, I sell it at Kamaket. Oh, it's, well, it's super awesome. Well, now someone can be like, I will file a breach of copyright on Nintendo's behalf. Mm-hmm. Instead of Nintendo actually being like, no, stop it, Mario never actually fucks Peach. It's not canon. 
Get out of here. Yeah. The law of revision also included an extension of copyright duration, changing it from 50 years to 70 years after the death of the rights holder for all works. So basically fucking people over even more with bullshit ass duration lengths because copyright should be something that, oh, you're dead, 10 years, you're gone. But Nintendo and Disney have both been seeing to a yeah. lengthy, like, oh, you know, Disney's been dead for how many years? Oh, you have Mickey Mouse in your thing? We will sue you into the ground. Yeah, I was gonna mention I was gonna mention Disney as well, because I, I know them most for being like the main uh arbiter of why that whole corporate thing keeps getting extended. Like why why the years on it just keeps growing and growing. Yep. Yeah, it's uh yep. A little bit disappointing that this has happened. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there are some manga artists out there who have assured Dojin creators on Twitter that it won't affect how Kamiket operates, uh, stating that the Dojinchi at Kamiket are exempt due to a compromise worked out between the government and those involved with the uh, convention. For Dojin creators to be charged, the rights holder would still need to file a complaint first, so you can keep doing what you do. Uh, but he does uh, state that it's uh, if the rights holders say it's not okay, then it's still not okay. <clears throat> can they sue you for damages after the fact then? Once they have put the complaint through? If it gets successfully put through. So if, oh. if courts say, like, yes, this, there was a copyright breach here then yes right. you can go ahead and sue the person after that oh dear yeah you can press charges That's... and all that mm. great grand stuff what a world we live in 2019 I, I hope it's not the year of copyright lawsuits oh Please yeah no. like th- things are really going into effect all over that just restricts restrict restrict i wonder if there'll be anything that actually like Manages to survive this like the slippery slope of things. Eventually, just everything's going to be banned, and you'll need a permit to do everything online. You'll need a permit to do to uh, get anywhere as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. They'll they'll put a GPS tracker on you from birth eventually. Yeah, it's fine by me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just go ahead. Stick a chip in me. It's like ah, he's going home. It's going to work. Going home. It's going to work. Oh, he's going to Moe's. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, he's going home. Mm. Honestly, it'll be like one of the most boring tales that you could ever see. Mm-hmm. Yep. I so, suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, moving on? Yes. Moving on. So, uh, this one's sort of tongue-in-cheek story, I guess. Um, a bar in Miyazaki Prefecture called, uh, begins with D, Dosukoi has uh, been caught by, uh, you know, has been, has been noticed by some folk. I think one of them was like a wrestler or something. He tweeted about it. He noticed a crudely handwritten sign outside of it which said it was currently recruiting mass, uh, en masse for some girls. But, you know, a lot of cafes... In Japan, tend to do these sort of fun themed sort of ideas that you know, like, we're gonna theme it after this. The like, we're gonna theme it after uh, aeroplanes, or there was one that apparently last year which was based off the Very Hungry Caterpillar Cafe, for instance, right? 
Uh, but this one's theme they're going for is that they want girls that are considered to be, quote, ugly. Um, and it offers pay rises based, well, higher pay based on those different features. Now, the sign actually translates to this. It lists the features in numbers. So here's pretty much the readout for what the sign said. It says, now match recruiting girls. Number one, fat girls get an, an increased hourly wage. Number two, ugly fat girls get even more. Number three, Super fugly girls get a lot more. Number four, goblin girls will get twice the hourly wage. It's just weird because I don't really know the difference between more, a lot more, and twice. So I don't know if goblin girls get paid more than super fugly. Um, girls whose faces look like they've been dug out of the dump get four times the hourly wage. And at number six, girls that look like they have some poop on their face will get whatever they want. That's uh yeah. So basically, that's just generally the sort of the tone of um from the looks of things. It's they're not actually taking this whole concept thing seriously. Um, everything seems to be just a dumb joke with this whole thing. Um, it includes a there are other signs around talking about an Asian arm wrestling tournament apparently, and there's no sign that says even though all the girls working here are super fugly, they're all wearing mini skirts. And also, there's another sign on another stairway that says, This is a really uninteresting shop. There's no point in coming here. We specialize in ugliness. We throw money in the gutters. So basically, the whole tone of this is just to kind of just take the piss out of everything, I guess. I guess it's one of those ones that doesn't stick to its theme either entirely because people who have actually been to it have reported stuff like saying, like, Yeah, by the way, the girls there are actually quite cute. The girls are pretty, though. It's, and then other people saying it looks interesting. And people are surprised at how much fun they've actually had going in there. So, there you go. Some people were drawn into there also by the low prices, because for 2,800 yen, which is 26 US dollars, you get one hour of unlimited alcohol, karaoke, and drinks for the female staff. Um, and they also offer other discounts for disenfranchised members of society. So if you're bald, for instance, you get a special discount. So, yeah. <laughs> Basically, the whole thing is just a piss take. Um... You know, people people um, saying that it's you know it sounds really bad and hot hot bucking hot buttony and like you know a bit touchy at times, but apparently it's all apparently just kind of good fun. But uh, you know, I know to some this would probably be of like you know, but uh, that's really offensive. So I don't know, make it what you will. But it's just an interesting thing that was like, well, that's something that happens in Japan that I don't think you could really easily get away with, at least where I'm where I'm at. Um, I definitely don't think so. No. No, it wouldn't fly where you are either, right? No, there'd be lawsuits no. somehow. Someone oh, yeah. somewhere would lawsuit the. It would shut down in a day, I'd say. Yeah, it's open in a day and it'd be shut down. But yeah, so just a fun, quirky thing, I suppose. I'm, I'm, I'm. After reading the whole thing, you know, when I first read, I thought, "Wow, that's so rude." But then when I got to the bottom, I thought, "Ah, I don't know." It's like it's just it's obviously I don't think they're being too serious about the whole thing, so I don't know. Especially when I when I read Goblin Girls, I thought, "What the f- Goblin Girls?" Anyway, but yeah. Hopefully, don't take it too seriously. No. Yep. Okay. And that's me done. Well, I does it for our news. Let's get to our previews. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no, in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no, in a world? It's not that kind of movie. Right. And so. I'll get us started here with my first one, Girly Air Force. 
Yes. So, uh, Girly Air Force. It uh, starts out with a, a looks like a uh, a bunch of uh, cargo ships and some uh, some military esque ships are all going across the sea when they're suddenly attacked. And they're getting attacked, and the people look up in the sky and said, "Oh no, it's the Zai." And we <laughs> pan to the sky, and it's these what I honestly thought looked like uh, Lego creations that I made when I was a kid, where I just took a bunch of like the crystal see-through Lego parts and just put them together, and was like, "Woo, whoosh, whoosh through the sky." Yeah. And uh, they're going around, firing, launching, just wrecking shop, killing the. Killing people left and right on the cargo ships and blowing up the military ships that try to blow them out of the sky. And there's one dude who has green eyes and is watching the Zai attack who uh, uh, is commenting on the attacks that are going on. He sees the Air Force show up and people are like, finally, we're saved. The Air Force will save us. And he's like, that won't work. And of course, the uh, Air Force uh, gets shot down by these very maneuverable aircraft which uh, look alien in nature almost perhaps drone-esque and uh, uh, and of course the air force gets shot out of the sky Uh, by this time our main male protagonist has been hauled away by another female character and they get tugged into a little dinghy and pushed out into the sea because the ship is sinking and uh, their dinghy is about to be attacked by another one of these Zai, and our character gets a flashback to what I assume is a traumatic experience he had in the past, because uh, it's uh, a single propeller engine plane being attacked by one of the Zai that gets blown out of the sky. Uh-huh. And suddenly, before his dinghy can be blown up, a glowing red jet shows up and blows one of the Zai out of the sky to bits and pieces. And then proceeds hmm. to decimate the other Zai with one of them escaping. And then it crash lands in the ocean. Hmm. And uh, our character is like, oh no, we have to rescue the pilot. That sh- that fighter plane will sink. And he gets out of the dinghy and swims over to the cockpit and bangs on it a few times and gets it open. And there's a beautiful girl inside with glowing pink hair. And she wakes up, sees him, reaches around his neck, and full-on just locks tongues with that boy. Ah, Goes in (laughs) non-deep. And he doesn't seem a bit too flustered about it, because once she lets go of uh, his lips, he he, uh, wakes up, because he thinks, it must have been all a dream, right? No way, it could have been real. And he's at his grandpa's in Japan. But the Zai are still a real threat, as uh, they're being talked about on the news. And the girl from earlier that had also rescued him is a childhood friend, who clearly isn't in love with him at all. No way. She doesn't have any feelings for him. And she tells him that you'll never be a pilot. What are you doing thinking of joining the JSDF? It's impossible. You'll never make it. And of course, he gets all... (laughs) hurt about that and he leaves the house and rides around his bike and what does he see being hauled on the back of a transporter semi it's the red plane ah the red plane he tries a bicycle after it and he's like wait a second he pulls up google on his phone he google maps and he sees there's a base nearby a military base and he's like aha 
So he sneaks out of the house at night and he goes and tries to get to the base and he's looking around. He's like, ah, I can't see anything. And his childhood friend seemingly has also followed him out there. Bless you. And this is when finally the Sunday reveals why she actually thinks he can't join because she doesn't want him to join because she's like, you're all I have left in this world. Everything from my past has been killed. My family's dead. You're the only thing I have left. And you want to run off and join the army and fight things that are going to kill you? Don't do it. And then men in black cars show up and tie them up and throw them in the trunk. Except the girl. They place her down gently. (laughs) Into the trunk, tied up. And uh, uh, the lights flash and the blindfold's taken off of our main character and he sees Gabe Newell standing in front of him <laughs> holding a gun yeah, telling him I'm going to shoot you you tr- you weird intelligent spy in the count of five if you don't tell me all the truth and then suddenly lights flash on behind the dude and it's the red airplane and he's like uh oh the princess is angry alright alright cut it out turn your engines off I'm just joking we we're just trying to get you to get a rise out of you I guess And he goes on to explain that we took the technology from the Zion, incorporated it into a bunch of these different fighter jets, and we have made what we call Daughters, flying sentient aircraft. (laughs) And the cockpit opens up and reveals that it's the pretty pink-haired chick from before, and Gabe Newell says, she seems to be calm around you, we want you to fly her. And that's where the first episode ends. And uh, honestly, what I got out of it, I was like, 2018 was the year of ship girls. 2019? That's the year of aircraft girls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I guess. Mm -hmm. Calm, Cole, eat your heart out. Indeed, sentient. Wait, so yeah, but they don't actually... It's weird because they are the plane, but the plane's there, but they can, I think, leave the plane. But they are the yeah, plane. Yeah, so it's a bit so, like that ship anime that I watched before that I'm having trouble remembering the name of right now. Um, we're basically like, it's almost... In that ship, uh, ship anime, it was mm-hmm. like a... Uh, almost like a telekinetic projection of the ship's persona or something like that um, that you could oh, that physically okay, manifest okay. itself so you could touch it and stuff like that right. but they were still the ship right so I'm guessing it's kind of like the same thing in this where the girls are a manifestation of the of the aircraft but they also can leave the aircraft and uh, oh yeah Zeldera picked it out uh, Pregio Blue Steel mm. yep so that is correct that's what it was because they could leave the ships and they could actually go on, on land and whatnot and walk around and, and stuff like that but they could also transform into the ship and then be on the ship so I'm guessing it's kind of like that where the aircraft have these sentient personas to them that can also leave them and you can probably touch them and fuck them if you want to you know if okay. Gabe Newell lets you fuck his daughter oh 
Okay. Yeah. But yes, uh, yes. that uh, I will say I'm gonna keep watching it. Okay. Uh, so far, it's been okay. Like it, it didn't feel rushed, which was nice. Like I was expecting, like the first episode, like halfway through, the dude would be like in the fighter jet somehow, like flying around, like oh, I'm not used to this and I'm not ready. But uh-huh. no, he's not. He he just even sees it, and that's all it is. And it's like oh, no, this is nice. This is a nice pace. Okay, mm. I'll keep watching. So you like where it's going? Um, yep. I will I say see. the only thing I don't like so far is that the designs of the aircraft seem really fucking lazy. Yeah, they they are just they're kind of just the generic sort of plane style, but then they've also just colored it over and made it glow, right? It's just yeah. Like so they take like it, yeah. a very unique plane, like in this one, they talk about how it's a uh, was it a Swedish airplane or aircraft something or something like, like that, that. Yeah, a Swedish yeah, yeah. jet fighter. Um, yeah, and they even have like a name for it, the Gupta or the Gupa or something like that. Uh, yeah, and. Then they all they did was like throw a big coat of neon pink on it, make some glowy lines here and there, and some gold glowy lines here and there, and there you go. And it's like, couldn't you have maybe made it, you know, if even if you just went like normal designs, like done something a little more interesting to that, like maybe the aircraft transforms a little bit. Yeah, like, I yeah, I would have just appreciated if it was colored a bit better, you know, instead of just one one big block color on each one. Yeah, like it if you make really, each element it's almost like hurts out. your eyes looking at it, like, ow. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take that much work for them, because, I mean, like, you know, when they're animating the fights, it's just kind of like the CG models that are flying through. They're not actually having to hand draw that. So, you know, if they're going to have it animate easily for themselves, you can at least make a nice model. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so you think it's still worth watching, despite that, um... Yep, I still think I'm going to continue watching it, and it's interesting enough. Like, I was never yeah. into Ship Girls, um, a Pregio of the Blue Steel. That was, like, the only thing that ever really got me. I didn't get to Kantai Collection, Con, you know, Cole, Azur Lane, that kind of stuff. So maybe Flight Girls will be it for me. Maybe. However, there's not yeah. a lot of them. It's only, from what I've seen in the OP, three. there's three. Yeah. So... Yeah. If they want to, like, start a thing, they're going to need a lot more. This is true. This could be, like, the test. This could be them just testing the waters first. Just I don't know. dipping their pinky toe or, in the water? Or testing the skies in this case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, see how it goes. Okay. Cool. Anything else? No, no. Oh. That's it for Girly Air Force. It's a, uh, I'll continue it. Cool. Gotcha. Uh, yes, I'll move into my first one that I'm going to be doing for today, which is called Revisions. So, yeah, that's just called Revisions. Um, so, uh, it's the first time I'm looking at it. It's an action mecha show about a group of teenagers fighting a future threat. But that's getting too far ahead of myself, so I'll just go over the it from the beginning. So, it starts with a group of elementary schoolers crowded and uh, crowded around with uh, with one pink-haired adult with them as well. And they're looking at something and they're all kind of distressed. And... While this is happening, we get a narration from a bored-sounding Japanese teenager, the best type of narration, about he how he is grateful to his friends for risking their lives for him. 
and that the memory of this has burned into his mind and he wasn't joking about it being burned into his mind because he wakes up and it turns out this was actually a dream and he remarks implying that he's actually had this dream several times so yeah it's burned into his memory um but I'm actually just a bit distracted at first by the fact that when the MC Daisuke wakes up, it's all CG, which really wasn't obvious from the thumbnail picture. And I also rewinded back to check the flashback of them as elementary school kids uh, was also hand drawn as well. Oh, it was the 2D animation anyway. So except for the pink haired lady, but you know, um, I was so I was kind of surprised. But what I'm happy to report early on right here is that this is actually a CG anime that actually looks pretty good most of the time. Uh, the movements are not stuttery at all. Um, you don't have that weird frame rate weirdness that happens with a lot of CG in anime. And also the cell shading looks pretty good. I mean, there's there's points where you could take a screenshot, I could send it to you, and you'd be like, oh, is it like you, it would look like a normal anime. You wouldn't be able to tell it's a CG one. So kudos to them on that. Um, so that's an early tick off the checklist for part of the presentation. But back to the story, moving on. Um... All seems rather normal at first. He's heading off to school. There's one of his childhood friends there to meet him. One of the ones that was in the elementary school flashback thing. Uh, on his commute until we get our first insight in that Dice into Daisuke in that he's a total shithead. Basically, one take-home message he got from the pink-haired stranger all the way back seven years ago is that some sort of danger is going to happen and that he'll have to protect everyone. So Daisuke has let this go to his head. And he uses his hero complex as an excuse to escalate situations violently. Exhibit A. While he's meeting his friend in this first scene, some rude cyclist bumps into her and causes her to drop her bag. And while that was bad, what's worse is that Daisuke chases the guy and jump kicks him off the bike. And starts threatening him and stuff and saying, don't you come back here and stuff. Much to the dismay (laughs) of the girl and everything. Of course. And that he was apparently protecting. I mean, he'll keep saying protecting even though, like... The danger's already passed. He he left, and yet you went after and jump kicked him. But this isn't even an isolated thing, though. Uh, Daisuke is widely considered to be a bit of a creep by his peers and a problem student to the adults because, in a more egregious example, he tackled a man who was asking another one of his female friends for directions, fracturing two of the guy's ribs. Apart <laughs> when they were talking about this flashback, they said they were lucky that the man was reasonable enough not to press charges. And um, I don't know. I think it's. I, when you, when you start losing some ribs or getting two ribs fractured, I think it's unreasonable to not seek damages, to be honest. But, you know, to each their own. Maybe maybe he's just such a very polite older gentleman that whatever. So, yeah, through all of this and all the violence, uh, Daisuke still kind of keeps himself with this self-important demeanor as if, like, ha, you'll always smirk after his inner monologue about, like, how he's... He's going to be important and he's going to protect everyone and stuff. So he thinks he's hot shit despite being an absolute douchebag. Now, obviously when you become a giant douche, it can put a little bit of a strain on your relationships and strain they definitely are. The group he was part of in elementary school have kind of drifted apart. The glasses girl who clearly still likes him but now hangs around with some other classmates. The other girl that he was meeting in the morning is uncomfortable around him as well. And her brother actually outright hates him now. They were also part of the same group, so they were twins. Uh, and that leaves Daisuke with the friendly guy of the group, who's the only one that can kind of stand to be around him nowadays. And he, even he has to stop by and ask, you know, stop being such a massive prick. But every prick needs an origin story. So we get some more context about the flashback at the start of the episode from elementary school. Daisuke was kidnapped by some guy uh, in the forest, but eventually was rescued by his friends and... Milo, which is the pink-haired lady again, um, who seems to kind of murder him, 
we don't actually see it happen, but we see, like, the body afterwards, like, under a blanket. And for some reason, this entire section, again, is animated in 2D, like a regular anime, but Milo is so obviously CG. I have a possible explanation for this, but I'll explain it later. So, Daisuke and his friends receive a text message late at night, talking about how, uh, and this is back in the present now, they, leave, they all receive a message about how something bad is going to happen to Shibuya, and Daisuke grins like an asshole, actually, he does that a lot, but especially <laughs> since when things are going to go tits up because it's his big chance to play the saviour. Which is which makes it so much more satisfying when his friends meet him in his classroom. Oh yeah, by the way, every time I say friends, I'm doing the sarcasm quote hands because they're not really friend. Anyway, so they meet him in his classroom the next day, and one of them actually decides like he's sick of his shit and shoves him off his desk into the ground. And I mean, this situation is kind of a mistaken thing because um they're the they think that Daisuke's the one that sent them the threatening kind of sounding message at night. But mm-hmm. even though he's been wrongly accused, he definitely deserved to get shoved to the ground. Sadly, though, Daisuke was right, and as the conversation is reaching a boiling point, they all feel the ground tremor, and then the entire Shibuya area, like a circular chunk around it, is cut off from the ground and transported 300 years into the future, surrounded by ruins and wastelands, and also they are not alone. See, while investigating the roof with the glasses girl, suddenly a large Shin Megami Tensei monster appears, and this is when it gets really kind of pretty good for a bit because it goes for a bit of a brutal rampage, killing some students and people on you know on, on the building and capturing others into like glass tubes. And they kind of like it kind of goes like you don't see lots of body parts or something, but it kind of goes gory because you see like the corpses and you see like the, the blood splattering everywhere. Hmm. Um it's, the scene's actually pretty exciting. You got people running for their lives from it while it's like grabbing and swiping other ones into the wall. You, because they're on the roof, some students try to jump off the, the roof to try and escape and then, you know, Daisuke's like, oh, we'll follow them. And then he looks down below and they they went splat on the ground. They apparently landed head first for some reason. Um, yeah, yeah, because the, the blood splatter is where their head is. So it means that they kind of, they jumped off and then landed on their heads somehow. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So during this whole thing, uh, Daisuke's fantasy about being the savior. Oh yeah, there's also a bit where they try to escape, and the asshole teacher that well, she wasn't an asshole at the start, but she's like this nervous teacher, kind of like shuts the door to the roof and doesn't let him in, doesn't let him uh, escape. So like all the students are now stranded because the teacher locked the door. She's like, oh sorry, and did to try and protect herself. So that all happens. But during this entire thing, it's nice to see Daisuke's fantasy start to crumble as he's not the hero that he thought he would be in this sort of situation. Heck. Even the glasses girl is braver than him as she tries to distract the monster. Just when it looks like she's about to die, though, Milo returns and knocks the creature out with this futuristic handgun thing. And this Milo looks identical in age to the one that appeared seven years ago and does not recognize them, so I guess there's some sort of time traveling going on here. Um, hmm. She doesn't seem to recognize them, but Dais- she does actually recognize Daisuke by name, at least. She's like, so the information was true, so she knows something, but she doesn't recognize them and hasn't met them personally yet. She asks the glasses girl to help the rest of the kids evacuate while she gives Daisuke a mecha suit to fight back against the monster, which is called a revision, and has woken up again, so he has to now fight it. So it turns out the real threat, the danger she was talking about, was the future itself. Um, Yeah, and that's pretty much the episode. He doesn't actually fight the monster in this episode. He gets his smug look back, as he gets into his mecha, because he's like, oh yeah, now I'm getting a weapon. He was like, as soon as Milo appeared, he's like, see, 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 Milo, I'm the chosen one, I'm the chosen one, give me your weapon, give me some sort of weapon, and then she gives him the mecha. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't wait to see this guy fail, because he's such a dick. <laughs> but yeah, 
So, uh, yeah, that ends the episode. Overall, uh, I'd say it's pretty, it's pretty okay, pretty decent. I mean, like, there's, there's good and bad things, right? Uh, first off, the CG was pretty good. They used it to their advantage. Uh, like, for instance, the walking cycle for the characters are very expressive. Um, and they're done in a way that, you know, if you were to do it hand-drawn, it would take a lot higher budget than what typically is allowed for a seasonal anime, you know. It's kind of like a the, the, the posture they have, the frame rate, it's quite good. They use some good angles that you could only really do, you know, take advantage of the angles you could do in CG. So that's quite nice. Um, and they're just, the direction overall is quite good. Uh, the good camera work and attention to, like, um, you know, the right parts of the characters, for instance. Like, when um, Daisuke is being interviewed about his future and about his job prospects, he's like... It keeps focusing on kind of his legs shaking underground and getting really impatient. He's like just shaking his legs, um, but you know, it does, the rest of the presentation is a little bit hit and miss because, like, I don't know, the music's a bit weird. There was, I think they put a rapping song at one point. It was a bit weird in the background. The the, the choice of music's a, a bit strange. And while hmm. I think the CG is good overall, um, it's not like the character designs are really unique. You know, they're kind of like, oh, this is like... A... Actually, the main guy looks really Shinji to me. I've not even really watched Evangelion. That's much, what I was about to say. Like, he looks... Yeah. Like, I was looking at some pictures of him, and it's like... Wait a second. Yeah. He looks Shinji, a bit like but he's Shinji. an asshole. Yeah, it's asshole Shinji. But, like, he's probably going to be like, you know, once once the, the, the shoe drops and he realizes that he's not as hot shit as he is in the future and stuff, you know? Even though he thinks he's the hero, um, he might end up have, be having an existential crisis the way Shinji does. So it might become very similar in that regard. Um, yeah. So, but the character designs are kind of generic, I think overall. I mean, and also, I mean, the group itself is stereotypical, right? You know, you've got main character guy who I guess is more assholeish than your standard protagonist. But you know, the glasses girl's the nervous, shy one. You've got the more confident girl. You got her brother, that's the hot-headed guy, and then you got the nice guy of the group. So you know they they kind of have the you know your stock sort of archetypes that you have in a group of school kid characters anyway, except for the main character being more douchey than normal. But you know, it's I guess they're doing that to set up his arc. But at the moment, he still hasn't really failed enough for it to pay off yet. Anyway, you can kind of tell where it's going from here. Um, it's just going to be kind of an action show. Where these guys get together and fight off aliens. I think they're aliens. Something. And save the future and shit, you know. Um No, oh, they're shadows from yeah, the, uh, the uh, from uh, the, the television sort of... and we have to solve the mystery of who's killing all these people. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you know, that, that monster I said it was a Shin Megami Tensei monster. It kinda reminds me of a monster you get from a persona game. With the mask thing on the front it has and the the big claws. It's like it would be a monster. Except instead of personas, they have mecha, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, I, I think some of the Shin Megami Tensei games also take place in a post-apocalyptic world as well. Anyway, oh, and another fun fact was that um, this anime's blurb, you know that anime chart or that anime list I used to kind of check what's coming out, it got the blurb wrong because <laughs> it Uh-oh. listed the it listed the pink-haired girl from the future as being the one that kidnapped Daisuke, <laughs> and it calls <laughs> that might have been more it, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I, I, when I read the blurb, I thought, oh, this seems sort of fairly generic. But then I watched the anime, and I thought, wait a second, it's wrong. It's all wrong. Because um, it says here that they don't know what the... Uh, it says the enemy is an unknown enemy. I think this blurb says that what they're piloting, the robots, are called the revision. When the monsters are called the revision. 
<laughs> so okay. yeah, this this uh this blurb gets it quite a few things wrong. Oh, actually, it's apparently like, it's sourced from maybe Anime it's just like Ava, where the pilot they are piloting the robots. Oh my gosh, the e the aliens are the robots. They're piloting them. Oh, it, it might they might do that. I wouldn't put it past them because you know that it, it seems very run of the mill in terms of its actual plot, but the presentation's okay. Um, oh, on the main character. But, um, you know, this actually is... <laughs> the blurb actually says that. Daisuke meets a girl named My- Milo, who has the same name as the person who kidnapped Daisuke. <laughs> and this is sourced from Anime News Network, so they're the ones that got this description wrong. Um, and also, I guess the last uh, thing I'd mention is that it's also by Studio Shiroguni, who've made mm-hmm. nothing of note, really, actually. <laughs> I checked how... Um, like, one show they've made in the past. They make anime very infrequently, like, with year gaps between them. Like, two-year gaps sometimes. The last anime I checked out from them was Urahara, and that was it. Like, I... They're, seem, they're either fairly new, or, like, some subsidiary of some other anime company that does collaborative work, because they don't have many under their belt. Um, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the production. They just haven't really made that many, like, great shows or anything good so far for me, mm-hmm. personally. So, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say about revisions. I'll probably... I think I might keep watching it for a bit, actually. See if it gets anything, like... If it has anything really unique to it, and if um, asshole Shinji's character arc turns out to be any good, um, yeah, check it out if you're interested in future mecha fighting aliens thing. I don't know with school kids, because everything has school kids. Yes. Well, speaking of school kids, mm-hmm. my next preview deals a bit with school, as it's uh, domestic na kanojo. So, uh, yes. the anime begins with the awkward after-sex moment. A, uh, male and female couple, we assume, we don't know, are laying in bed looking rather awkward, clearly having just performed the crazy monkey. And the, uh, girl gets up, starts putting on her undergarments, and, uh, she leaves and, uh, just says, like, you know, doesn't say much, but the... Hey, she gets up saying out oh, too much, and the guy's just like, I just lost my virginity. Cut to the dude going to, I assume, his best friend, where it is revealed his name is Natsuo, and uh, he uh, explains to his friends what he just did. I just slept with a girl I just met. And his friend's oh. like, what? What, 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 what? Why would you do that? You have someone you like. And the guy's just like, I don't know. It kind of just happened. He's like, it kind of just happened. Huh. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then we cut to uh, how it came to be. Seems like uh, there was a bit of a mixer that the guy went to. Had some drinks with some of his friends. And one of the girls there kind of reminded him of the girl he actually likes. And she actually asks him, like, hey, do you want to sneak out of here? And mm-hmm. she's a bit of a, hmm, how to put her? She's a good bit of a cold girl. Right. So uh, she ends up taking him back to her place, and she's like, let's have sex. He's like, wait, what? What? Huh? Why? And she says, uh, yeah, I kind of just, uh, I just want to see what it's like. And her name is Rui. And so Natsuo then has some flashbacks to some... Rumors that spread about the girl that he likes actually having a boyfriend, so he gets jiggy with it and ends up having sex with Rudy, who then, after they have sex, meets him out in the street and says, 
we're strangers after this. Uh, that was just something we did. I'll see you. Goodbye. And okay. it, uh, he goes to school and it turns out that his uh, character that he actually likes is a teacher. Uh, and her name is Hina. Hina Sensei. Green hair or green eyes and brown hair. And she's all very happy and, you know, treats people with, you know, people like her. The guys want to date her. And he's all bashful around her. Mm-hmm. Apparently she saw his... Uh, book he was working on or something like that he was writing at one point and ever since then she's had like some interest in him but not like you know not like uh romantic interest just like a a, you know student teacher interest uh then we cut to our character having come home and his uh, uh father tells him like hey i've been thinking of uh getting remarried and the uh-huh. the guy's like oh oh well i mean mom's been dead for 10 years so i mean more power to you pops and the guy's like really okay well she's coming over tonight wow and <laughs> the right. guys uh, you know that's was like what so suddenly and wow. uh there suddenly she's there and it's this older woman you know blonde hair and she seems nice and the father's like oh she also brought along her daughters say hello mm-hmm. natsuo and guess who, guess who it is? It's oh. Hina-sensei and Rudy. That's right, the chick he fucked and the teacher that he's in love with. Awkward. It's not incest if they weren't related before it. Yeah, so here's the thing. His father's now getting married to a woman who has... One of the daughters, the eldest, is a teacher at his school that he's in love with. And the other one's a youngest who he fucked upon meeting her for the first time because she wanted it. Let's point that out there. She's the one who pulled him into her room Mm -hmm. and asked him to get down and dirty with it. Still awkward because she keeps mentioning, like, you got to forget about it. Stop being so weird. You know, he keeps having flashbacks to her being, like, all erotic in bed. And he's like, how the fuck am I supposed to forget that? Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I, I agree with you, dude. Like, that is... She put on some good faces <laughs> during the, the freaky monkey you guys were doing. And he even goes back to his friend again. And his friend's like, you're becoming siblings with the girl you had sex with and your sensei? Oh. And you're moving into the house? Because the father, and then immediately after the uh, Natsu was like, yeah, okay, you should probably get married to that woman. Be happy. The father's like, okay. Well, I know this is sudden, but we decided to buy a pre-owned house. We'll move in next week. <laughs> Okay, things are moving. And they fast, all right. move into this house. Yes, that's right. And it's awkward hijinks because what happens like on the first day that they move in? Besides Rudy being like, "Stop being weird about it." Yeah, we had sex, but stop being weird about it. You're gonna ruin like what's going on with between our now parents. And mm. uh, like the uh, turns out that. Uh, uh, Hina-chan is a bit of a drunk. She loves beer, loves drinking. Uh, kind of sullies his image of her a little bit, but even more so, like, she comes out of the bath wearing nothing but panties and a towel over her boobs, and she's like, oh, I love a good bath, a good shower, it's so great. And, you know, both the guys are, like, like staring at her in shock, and she, you know, does like, yeah! And she's like, and her mom's like, the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, I'm sorry, I did it out of habit. 
Of course, of course. And then she puts on some clothes, which the uh, Natsuo comments on, like, that's not any better. Like, it's like booty shorts and a tight tank top. <laughs> and <clears throat> she starts drinking a lot, like a whole case worth of cans a lot, uh, mm-hmm. and ends up falling asleep on the couch. And the, uh, the parents decide, like, oh, we're going to go to sleep, you know, uh, take care of your older sister. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And looks over and he sees her there and he's starting to, like, get fidgety. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not, you're not going to do what I think you're going to do. No, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. And he gets oh. up and he leans, he, oh, he gets over and he leans over. And I'm like, no, 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 I know it's going to happen. No, 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 no. And guess what the fuck happens? Can you guess? What the fuck happens? Um, does she wake up? No, but the... it's just as bad. It's just as bad as if she wakes up. Yeah. Uh... No, go, go on and tell me. <laughs> to, His new little sister now walks in on them. Uh-huh. And him leaning over her drunk older sister, just about to kiss her. Which, of course, he pulls back immediately, and that's where the first episode ends. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that is not a good way to start off your new family relationship with you trying to sneak a kiss from your drunk, sleeping, older sister, stepsister, while you're the younger sister that you had sex with is now seeing you do this. I was thinking of the Shinji situation. I just didn't want to say it. Shigo mentioned. No, he doesn't bit. do the jerk no. off. Yeah, I thing was thinking, her, but, but I didn't uh, want to, like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Oh boy, if you can just you can just feel the drama reverberating off of this one. <laughs> Is that Arthur? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Arthur. Arthur. Yeah, that's sorry, Arthur. But. And that's and it's not even it's not even done because in the OP there are two more girls. What the fuck do they play? It looks like there's another older character and another younger character. So one will be his aunt now and the other will be a cousin. The girl the other like childhood friend maybe? I I don't. I don't know. I, I, I was trying to contrive it in a way that makes them all somewhat related to him in different ways. I I just oh the cousin, yeah. One's yeah. his cousin, the other one, whatever. Oh, in any case, it's <laughs> okay. it is. There's so much drama here, but I can't stop watching it because the animation's actually pretty good. It's good. Uh, hmm. done by Doi Media. Oh, Dio Media, or Dio Media, yeah. Oh, Doi Media, Dio, Dio Media. Yeah, these are oh. the same guys who did, like, uh, My Girlfriend is a Show Bitch, Aho Girl, which, you know, I love Aho Girl. I know you love um, it. It's your favorite. Mm. They did Campione, Problem Girl, Children Are Coming from Another World, aren't they? Uh, uh, you know, they did Kantai Collection. Hey, my Squid Oiga. Girl. They did My Oiga. Hey, awesome. Yes. Nice. <laughs> oh, they also did Kodono no Oji Khan. Oh, uh, what's that one? Wait, is that the one with the kids? That was the one with the elementary school girls who are oh, hitting on boy. their teacher. Oh, God. That's... Yeah. Wow. What a catalog. <laughs> so there are no there. fans to uh, risky business, as mm. it were. Yeah. But I, Real like veterans. I said, I can't, I can't stop watching because there are some 
good comedic gold moments like the father who i love the father so far he seems like a real gold character uh-huh. like he found like the way he confesses to the uh, female character who apparently like her husband cheated on her or something at that point and like she started hating men and like i guess he was working with her and he fell in love with her and at one point, like, he gives her some roses and he's, like, shouting at the top of his lungs, like, I'll continue to support you so that the ice around your heart melts. And even, like, Natsu was like, I can't believe my father said something that cheesy. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems and, like, no matter which the, culture, people are embarrassed about what they're And the saying. mother is just, yeah. uh, she's, like, foreshadowing so much fucking stuff. She's like, I just can't stand men who aren't sincere, who just go around behind other girls backs and cheat on them and it's like ooh nuts will going to get fucked up here this is oh. going to be bad oh yeah i mean if you think about it like he was in love with his teacher okay. who's now is his stepsister older stepsister yep and he fucked his younger stepsister before she became a stepsister right. and now was caught by his younger stepsister trying to kiss his older stepsister, also his teacher. But, in his defense, they weren't they weren't dating. It was sort of like a one-night stand thing, and she did say to him... And she is the one it. who keeps telling him to forget about it. Exactly. But you know so what I bet? She's also, really. the, she's also the type of bitch that's gonna be like, forget about it, and then it's like, what the fuck were you doing? First you fucked me, so. and now you're trying to fuck my older sister, and it's like... Yeah. You're yeah, the I one who told me to forget about it, so I'm forgetting about it. Going after some new, new, new meat. What? Mm. Indeed. So, so yeah. Technically, on the spectrum, it's it doesn't one. It doesn't count as incest because they weren't related at start, and and now it doesn't, and also it doesn't count as cheating because they weren't dating. So, at least on those grounds, he's he's actually innocent. What he does from here on, though, is you know. Yeah, I I just don't know. But uh, at this point, I'm definitely I'm gonna keep watching it because it's got good animation. It does have some good comedy gold moments. Mm-hmm. I do like some of the characters. It's just it's got a lot of hints that it's gonna be drama, like some real drama is gonna be hitting. Yeah, it sounds like it. It seems like it's gonna. Try if, and if you want to fuck up a relationship, you have sex with someone you just met on the first night. Yeah. And, uh, God, how old is he? Like, to be going to mixers and drinking and... Is he not in high school? Well, he's in high school. Oh. Still so the legal age for drinking, though. Oh. In Japan, I mean, I think the legal age in Japan is, what, 16? For drinking. Oh, so, okay. even if he's, like, 17 or 18, like... Well, he's not drinking. They went to a mixer, quote-unquote mixer, but all it was was, like, a... What was it called? Like, a... Something date. Uh, oh. Uh, like, yes, uh, I, know what you, I know what you're talking about. I forget I the you name, where it's like, yeah. the girl brings like three of her girlfriends, the yeah, guy brings yeah, five of his friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. Right. Oh, the drinking age of Yeah, the teacher is drinking. So, at mm-hmm. least the teacher is over 20, or is at least 20, and the character is definitely at least 17, or 16, or whatever. But he definitely looks like he could be 18. Like, he has that older look about him. Right. Gotcha. So. Okay. So that's another one you're going to keep on watching, I take it? Yeah. Two for, two for watching. Reluctantly. The second one is a reluctant watch. Is it because you're worried about the drama? I'm worried about the drama. Heavily worried. 
Okay. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, cool. Can't wait to hear how that turns out from you in the future when it finishes. Yes. What do you have for us to round out our show for today? Okay. The last one I think I'll have less to say about than I did the previous show. But the last okay. show I'm going to be covering today is called Boogie Pop Wa Warawanai. 2019 mm -hmm. edition. <laughs> and Knuckles. It's a it's a mystery horror psychological show by Studio Madhouse, by the way. They're pretty big, right? Um, and they've decided to give the story a second adaptation because they actually have done an anime adaptation of this back in 2000. So Madhouse is giving it another another go for some reason. I guess he's just somebody at that studio really likes it because, you know, Madhouse is reluctant to make sometimes sequels. So the fact that they do remakes, that's interesting. But anyway, the story centers around a plank of wood. He starts the episode being stood up from a date. He's like waiting for a girl to show up. She doesn't show up. And given his personality during this episode, I'm not surprised by the fact that he got ditched for his date. But more that he landed a date to begin with. That's a real surprise to me. But anyways, he witnesses a shambling hobo late at night who's helped by a cloaked girl with a tall hat. Who kind of also reminds me of a hobo. But the plank of wood recognizes her as the girl that was supposed to meet him earlier. Turns out that the girl has some sort of split personality thing going on where she is possessed by another entity that refers to itself as Boogie Pop, who manifests whenever some sort of danger is around. So basically, she pops into existence whenever some, something's, some, I guess, the Boogeyman's around. I guess that's what they're hmm. going for. But yeah. So meeting Boogie Pop on the roof on a few occasions, Woody learns some details that the girl being possessed by it will generate false memories to account for when Boogie 29088 is around, and that the monster close by is not only some sort of man-eating monster, but is likely possessing another student. Throughout, from there on out, there's a bit of a build-out for the episode about what's really going on in the background. Um, the main character is part of a student council. And in the student council, they it's made, it actually is conducted like a real student council meeting you'd expect it to be. Like, you know, I'm used to an anime being like just like basically a glorified club where people just piss around, have tea, and talk about, I don't know, posters or some shit. Like, school council doesn't usually do school council things, but this one actually is like managed by a teacher who's saying like, some students are using those mobile phones too much. We need to do something about, you know. So he's just like glazed and it looks as boring as you'd expect it to be. But in mm -hmm. there, we get a bit of backstory that some girls are starting to go missing and are treated as runaways. They're they're ditching for some reason, and some of them have had delinquent behavior before. So there's been an mm. increase of missing girls going on, and it seems to only target them. And then um, Urban Rift starts to um, run around the class or the classes that uh, about the disappearing female students about Boogie Pop or about this black cloak figure and the idea is that boogie pop is some sort of possesses a student and is killing some of the kids uh, killing some of the kids behind the scenes uh the students already seem to suspect another antisocial girl called Nagi being behind the whole thing with two girls having an earnest discussion about whether or not they think she is really the killer before one of them says i think i'm going to be killed next um sprinkled here and there uh we also get some transitions that show uh, a schoolgirl's kind of mangled corpse hung up on some telephone lines, very similar to, like, uh, Persona 4. Um, I was about to say, like, yeah. are they gonna be trying to find the mistress now who cheated on the politician? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It definitely has a bit of that vibe going on with the, it, how it's showing bit by bit, like, every now and then it cuts to the body hanging up there by the, on the telephone cables. 
But yeah, possibly, mm. and it's that skill. Uh, and the main character has no personality. He hasn't. He hasn't built up his courage, his knowledge, his experience, <laughs> his uh, his uh. Well, I don't know. I can't his charisma, charisma and shit. Yeah. So he hasn't built it up yet. So that, maybe that's why he's a plank of wood. Um, but yeah. So it seems like things are really building up. You know, who is the real killer? Sprinkled here and there. You know, we get to see the corpses, and we also see um pictures of Boogie Pop doing stuff. Um, and this grim foreshadowing keeps building until suddenly. The problem is over, and Boogie Pop tells Planka Wood that he, she, it needs to go now, as he, she, its planet needs him, her, it, and he, she, it buggers off. Wood laments parting ways with his friend, and I say friend again the same kind of way I did with the last preview, before meeting his other friend, who is no longer being possessed by Boogie Pop, and she's more like your typical sort of schoolgirl character. Uh, as they leave the school, they run into a girl who introduces herself as Nagi. The same mysterious girl that many of the girls suspected of being the murderer to begin with. Ending the episode. So. Um, overall, I watched this episode like twice and I watched it the second time at double speed because it's paced rather slowly. There's a lot of talking here. I guess I'm kind of used mm. to things from Madhouse being like, you know, explosions and like, you know, even when they do a Moe show, we have to do it at the Antarctic because we're so freaking like, we're Madhouse and we we make our freaking anime look like it's super high budget all the time. But this anime is actually quite subdued with it all. There's just a lot of people standing around talking and walking around and I mean, the scenes look nice. The character design looks all right. I mean, it's a little bit it's a little bit like normal, like, but I guess I guess it's what they're going for is a slightly more realistic take. Because I mean, it is listed as a horror, a uh, psychological thing, so I think they're going for something serious here. Um, but you know, uh, and also a part of the art style actually does remind me a little bit of Moe Antarctic, actually, with the way that like, this girl's expression is when she's being possessed by Boogie Pop. Um, but yeah, I would say that the only problem I have at the moment is that it kind of is a little dull and boring because of the way it does its tone, and so much of it is just in dialogue. You don't really get to see anything super intense or cool. Um, and I guess it doesn't help that the main character, like I said, I've been kind of making fun of him because I can't remember his name and I couldn't be bothered looking it up, so that's why I kept calling him a plank of wood. Um, he, he kind of reminds me of the character, like the main character guy from this other anime I watched last year called Sagarada Reset. Which also mm-hmm. had like characters that didn't talk that they were human and they were always super serious and stoic all the time. There's a bit like towards um but the only thing that helped Sagrada Reset is that everybody in that anime was the same way as the main character guy. In this one, only the main character guy is super like just stone faced the whole time. Like Boogie Pop is leaving, she's about to like go, oh, it's been nice. This small time we've spent together has been great. You're the first person I'd consider a friend. And I'm like We've only seen you guys talk, like, three times on the roof. <laughs> and I calm down. And also, when he goes, it's like, don't go. We're friends, aren't we? And he says it the way I just did there. He doesn't sound like he really cares. I I'd wonder what the direction was like if the if he was actually told to can, act as if he has You can no hear way. the crinkling of the script in his pocket. Yeah, I bet. It's like, it's like, don't go. We're friends, aren't we? And I'm just like, how the hell did you get a date? But yeah, um... Apart from that, it has intrigue, I guess. You know, I want to know who done it. I want to know what the murders is going on and stuff, I suppose. And um, I guess it has potential. The opening is quite nice. <laughs> I don't know. There's not as much else to say. I guess it's presented, it's competent. It's just very kind of slow. And it takes its time with things, you know. So, 
I don't know. Give it a look if you're patient enough with it. Um, otherwise, if you're looking for something super instant excite excitement a la something like Attack on Titan, you're not going to get it here. Like, you know, at all. But, yeah. That was Boogie Pop. I'll probably keep on watching it, but I might not watch it all at once. I might actually just space it out. Eventually, we'll finish it. So, I might not finish it by the end of the season. But, speaking of which, I did forget to mention this on my previous uh, preview. That last show, Revisions... All 12 episodes are actually out already. I don't know why, but they released the whole thing at once. So, it's kind of a preview, but if you wanted to, you could actually watch the whole thing now. I just wanted to, to mention that, but I don't know why they did that. I think there was like another anime where this happened before called Real Life. But, you know, it's not by the same studio. So They, they really hmm. prematurely just released an entire anime series. So, I could review I that the in the same... theme hmm? behind your... Selections today was are both related to Persona 4. Yeah, that was not intentional at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I was kind of going for the ones that had the blurb that sounded like some sort of mystery or murder or something was going on and it had school kids in it. But I didn't realize they would both also have Persona vibes to them. But yeah, that happened somehow. <laughs> there you go. Maybe give them a watch. I don't know. That's pretty much all I had to say about Boogie Pop. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yep. Well, Shall that we uh, does it. Patreon, does I it guess. for this show, I guess. Yep. And, we did. Uh, thank everyone for listening. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Patreon, wait, Patreon. Wait, I'm saying wait. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Yes, yeah. Patreon. Yes, you got it. Uh, I do have it. I do have it. Yeah. Should I go? Hey, enter with a save. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess I'm gonna give a few th thank yous out to the discords. Uh, not discords, the patrons. <laughs> Thank you guys for Discord as well. You guys are lovely, lovely as well. Um, yeah, so the Patreon people to read out is we're being supported by Tag, Algazero, Phantom, SHG, and V. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for your donations. Very kind. Uh, I do also want to put on one more thing in terms of like site news. Just mention it quickly because I forgot to mention the other one. We're, things are really picking up now with our, with the uh, site in general, or I guess the community. If you've noticed this week, we've now managed to recruit uh, two hosts onto the Discord server. So woo! Eventually we'll have everybody here. It's kind of like gathering the Infinity Stones. It's really, really tiresome and takes a lot of time. But this week we're now joined by Innocuous Blonde. I know they're planning on recording some stuff on the um on the server very soon. And I believe the other person, oh, Vanessa, is actually from the show Script to Script. And she says she's going to be bringing Tim in pretty soon. So then after yeah, that, I, we only if need you to... if you've been listening to like the most recent manga pulses, like right. <clears throat> it seems like the only reason we haven't switched to Discord was because Well Tall was uh, being an old man shaking his cane oh, yeah. at the sky. Like, Gosh oh, yeah, darn yeah, yeah, kid, yeah, yeah, no. your technology! Why back in my day we had to walk 15 miles just to just to record a podcast. No, I, yeah, I'm, we're, we're all very well aware of that, actually, because I do remember he was quite dismissive of it when uh, I think I was a previous uh, member from this uh, Discord went and actually uh, tweeted to him about it, and he gave a tweet back saying, like, yeah, he wasn't interested in doing it because, oh, just because it's new. So. But yeah, so it's, it's all happening, like, like Shugo says, it's happening, we're recruiting them. I mean, once Tim joins, and then once we also get the other half of After Dark, I think really just one I think Well Tall will be the yeah. final holdout. Yeah, that's it. There's only one left, so it's it's all it's all looking up. I just wanted to mention that. Very nice, nice. 
Alright, well then, I guess that actually does it for this week's show. Uh, first previews of the season, more to come. And until next time, keep watching, keep listening, and keep the anime love strong. Sure. 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 Sure.